Hi, welcome to the sermon series on Spotlight on the Word. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamp for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamp for a burnt offering. Most often than not, whenever this passage is read, we think of Abraham's great faith in God, right? However, friends, today, I would love us to take this passage from a different perspective, which is the perspective of hope. This sends us back to the exilic period of the house of Israel. The Israelites, after their many years in captivity and in exile, had lost all hope and had become despondent. How sad. They had faced God's divine reprobation. Their hope was dead and dry. In Ezekiel 37, an illustration of dead hope is painted. Are you in a situation of hopelessness? Do you feel dejected? What about the disappointed? Tag along as we journey through this inspired sermon titled The Dead Hope. By the Oxford Dictionary, hope is defined as a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. It is to cherish a desire with anticipation. Whilst that means without life, without hope, of no use, absolute. In Ezekiel 37 verse 1 to 10, the prophet Ezekiel was brought out in the spirit of the Lord. In his vision, he was brought to a valley full of bones. A valley, friends, is a low stretch of land between hills and mountains, often having a river running or a stream running along its bottom. The valley was filled or was full of bones. The bones were dried. Many today in this perverse economy, in this perverse generation, have our hopes dead and not just that but also dried in verse 2 there were very many there were very many in the open valley and lo they were very dry has your marriage failure has your failure in academics has your disabilities has your broken relationship has your business failure has the death of your loved one, has your health failure shattered your hopes? Ezekiel testifies that the valley was not only full of dead bones, but were also dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Here, it doesn't look like Ezekiel himself was hopeful about the situation. But one thing I liked about Ezekiel here is that he was hopeful 
in God and believed in God. Can your situation be made alive? Can your situation be made alive, friends? Can your disappointments be made alive? Can all your problems come to light and be solved? Is your hope totally dead? It doesn't matter how dead the situation is. It doesn't matter how hopeless it is. You just need to be hopeful in God. Just be hopeful in God. In Ephesians 3 verse 20, we understand that God himself is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Oh, come to me. All you are weary and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Matthew 11, 28. Prophesy upon these bones. Ezekiel 37, verse 4 to 6. Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. That said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live, and I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. How hopeless is your hopelessness? How hopeless is your hopelessness? Is your foundation of hope broken? In this situation, Ezekiel found himself things that looked vain and foolish by all physical appearance and observation. This is why Paul said that the message of the cross is foolishness to those or to them that are perishing. But to us, to you and I, who are being saved, it is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18. God's promise was in steps, friends. And the final destination that God is going to send us to, and His promise is to bring back to life the dry bones. Today, God is working in man. God is working in men by the principles of nature and not against the principles of nature. Indeed, God's ways of working in men are wonderful, but they are not miraculous today. Let's take notice of that. That is why Paul says in Ephesians 2 verse 19 to 20, that us, that we have been made fellow citizens and saints of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In 1 Corinthians 13, as Paul was discussing, you know, um, gifts of the Holy Spirit, right from the chapter 11, 12, the chapter 12, 14, we get to see that in the chapter 13, Paul was telling the Corinthian Christians that, yes, indeed, all these gifts, it will get to a point in time where their work will be done with and their work is for the foundation of the church now when their work is done with 
He says that before or by the time we realize their works or the work of the gifts of the spirits are done with, then it means that the perfect has come. And the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 8 that the perfect, we will be able to see it face to face. And when it comes, prophecy, tongue speaking, and the gift of knowledge shall cease. The gift of knowledge is whereby you've not sat in class, you have not learned traditionally, but then you are just there and God just gave you divine inspiration of engineering or of complex ideas. So God says that all these things shall cease. And James chapter 1 testifies that the perfect is the word of God. So in Timothy, Paul says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God for teaching, for rebuke, for correction. As you move on, it says that, that the man of God may be perfect. So the Bible tells us that all these things have ceased. Why do we know it has ceased? Because Paul was saying that the foundation has already been laid. And this particular topic will be left to discuss some time to come. And we've already discussed it here. So the Bible is telling us today that friends, God is going to manipulate the laws of nature. God is going to manipulate the laws of nature to revive your dead hope, friends, to give you the support you've never thought of. Friends, the providences of God are so amazing that sometimes it looks like God has broken the principles or the laws of nature just to save us today. That is why today, an amputee will not get back his leg after he has been prayed or he has been laid on by the hands of our so-called prophets. But then God is going to work his providences that this amputee will get artificial leg to support him in walking. So I prophesy in verse 7, as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Verse 9 Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus said the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. God's ways gradual and according to his own steps as Ezekiel spoke with all authority the bones came together but before that a rattling noise was made the assembling of the saints were in perfect order and was a perfect reverse or break of the law of decomposition friends Another important observation, which we've already mentioned, is that God works in order. Let's let's take notice of this. When Ezekiel 
commanded or prophesied the booms came together in steps so the booms were stirred the booms were assembled sinews and flesh upon the bones skin king skin and tissues covered upon covered the bones and all these things when it got to this point it was awaiting the breath of god in god's system of providential work friends he does everything at the right time so as you are feeling hopeless just have faith and revive that hope in you that god at the right time is going to work out in you some of us have situations without the breath of life so we have our bones dead we have the bones assembled we have sinews and flesh upon the bones we have skin upon the bones we have tissues upon the bones but then we are awaiting the breath of god and already we are losing hope why some of us have disassembled bones while some of us have assembled bones some of us have disassembled bones but fresh situation whilst few have the dried bone situation some of us our situation is so dead and so dry that we don't even think of god friends the scriptures is telling us today that we just have to go on our knees in prayer when paul and silas on that very night were in prison they sang praises unto god why don't you sing praises unto him why don't you sing why don't you praise god in all in your sadness and god is going to work out his ways in you in the verse 10 ezekiel says he just did as he was commanded and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army god's last work of providential revival will push us to rise and great will be our joy our soul will be our great happiness how many of us think we are hopeless than the woman who suffered from hemorrhages for 12 years the woman who had bled for 12 years that day when she found her hope in jesus christ do we think that we were we are so hopeless than she was at that time someone who has suffered you know disorder and has bled for 12 years and smells and stinks so much do we think we are hopeless than her no do we think we are hopeless than the faithful job who had all world and had tasted riches and wealth and just within unfaithful hours uninformed hours lost everything his wife telling him to curse god and die he losing his friends he losing family do we think we are hopeless than he was at that time no it's our guilt eating up our hope then we need to remember that everyone that sees the sun that hears the sun and believes in the sun may have everlasting life may have everlasting life to the guilty christian to the guilty christian if we confess our sins god is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness
God is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When the Israelites lost all hope of defeating the giant Goliath, God used little David to defeat him. When the disciples had lost hope of surviving the stormy waves on that very sea, that very moment, Jesus calmed the sea. Jesus saved Matthew 8 verse 23 to 26. What storms are you facing? Why are you so scared? Why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith, Christ will calm it. Are you unbaptized? Are you not a member of the body of Christ? There is no hope of salvation for you. Until you are added to the body of Christ, you have no hope and you have no salvation. For we Christians, our only hope, our only hope is in Christ, and it is only in his church that there is salvation. Visit any church of Christ close to you and give yourself to Christ through the waters of baptism, and Christ will add you to his church. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be unto us all. Amen.